to the Very Well Mind podcast. We've interviewed over 100 authors, experts, entrepreneurs, athletes, musicians, and others to help you learn strategies to care for your mental health. This episode is hosted by psychotherapist and best-selling author Amy Morin. Now let's get into the episode. Do you struggle to recognize your own strengths? Do you have a hard time owning your success? Do you treat yourself harshly? If any of those things sound familiar, you're going to like today's episode. I'm talking to KJ Smith. She's an actress who's appeared in a long list of TV shows. Currently, she has a leading role in the hit show Sisters, and she's starring in the upcoming season of the extremely popular show Power Book 3, Raising Canaan. KJ struggled with depression at times. And she also struggled when her career didn't take off as fast as she'd hoped. But she's learned to become her own biggest fan. And she's created a healthy environment that allows her to thrive. Some of the things she talks about today are how she gets proactive about creating a positive environment for herself, how she takes care of herself, and the creative things she does to cheer herself on. Make sure to stick around until the end of the episode for the therapist's take. It's the part of the show where I'll break down KJ's strategies and talk about how you can apply them to your own life. So here's KJ Smith on how becoming your own biggest fan can help you grow mentally stronger. KJ Smith, welcome to the Very Well Mind podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. So your ears may have been burning a few weeks ago. Sky was talking about you when he was on our show. He told us that you tell him to listen to affirmations before he goes to sleep at night. Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. And for people who don't know, can you explain your relationship to Sky Black? Um, Sky is now my fiance. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, we got engaged over the holidays. Um, so excited. That's my baby, uh, my future husband. And um, yeah, we it's really cool because, you know, we we have kind of gone through the same, you know, mental, you know, I don't want to say issues, but, you know, the mental like trials and and um, and victories together. So it's been very exciting to talk to someone who's very self-aware as well, you know. And you met on the set of Sisters, right? We did. Yeah. Yeah. Our first meeting and I have it recorded is I was vlogging at the time and um, I was like, you guys, it's season two. You know, it was like the best thing that ever happened. It was like, we, uh, I'm on a show. Oh my goodness. And then it's like, we get to come back, you know, during a pandemic. Oh my goodness. And so I wanted to record every moment and I'm so happy I did. Um, because truth be told, I never really ended up, I, I posted some of the footage, but um, I'm really happy because I feel like that moment was captured and I'll have it forever. The, the very first moment I met him was captured on film and I recorded it and I'm just like, really proud of that. Um, so yeah, we met before we actually got on the plane to go to shoot season two of Sisters. Oh, how fun that you have that. And am I right? You're in two TV shows right now? I am. Yes, I am on Sisters. We're in our fourth season. Um, still the number one show on cable on Wednesday nights. Okay. And then um, I am also um, currently shooting Power, Power Book 3, uh, Book of Canaan. Uh, uh, Power Book Three: Raising Canaan, um, and that's that's um, an incredible show. Sasha Penn, Courtney Kemp, 
uh, created that show. And it's a part of the Power franchise, which is, um, you know, one of the number one franchises that's on uh, television right now on a premium network. So very. I happen to be a big fan. I'm excited for season two to come out and to see uh, about your character. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the show as well. It's it's one of my favorites, actually. So when I, I was really honored when they told me that I had booked the role. I was like, no way. And and Sky could tell you, I had been saying, I have to, I have to get on power. I have to get on power. I have to get on power. I didn't know which one, but I was going to get on power. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. So what's your schedule like now that you're filming two different TV shows? Um, you know, my schedule is actually kind of crazy. Um, and in addition to filming TV shows, I do public speaking events. I do charities. Um, and doing interviews like this lovely one. So my schedule is lit. I have to stare at my calendar like a week before, a week before, you know, anything happens. And then like two days before and then the day before, just so I can like mentally say, okay, this is what I have going on today. This is what I have going on today because I will get wrapped up in something that's four months from now and forget what I have like in two hours. So um, my calendar is is pretty packed. I actually like it that way. Um, they say if you want to get anything done, give it to a busy person. Um, because <laughs> I find that when I am, you know, when I'm not busy, I just crash. Like I do absolutely nothing. You can't ask me to do nothing. I'm not going anywhere. I don't do anything. So I, I like it that way until it's time to actually crash, you know, then then I'll then I'll give myself that grace. So I hear you talk a lot about mental health on social media and other interviews that you've done. How did you start talking about mental health and how did you decide to make it so, such an important part of your life? Um, you know, I, I'm very vocal about my emotions, my feelings. Um, I, I'm blessed to have been raised in a home where my mother and my father allowed me to be vocal and say, I don't, I don't like that or that doesn't feel good to me or you know, or I really like this, or I want to do this. And, you know, it's naturally a part of my personality. However, I think, you know, as I got older, um, it was kind of shunned. It was, it was looked down upon to say, I don't feel good today. Or ah, I'm in a weird space. Or I, I wonder what that meant. Uh, or I feel kind of ah, that energy. I'm not sure why, why I felt that or, you know, what that was. And I, I think people, you know, I, I think people thought it was weird that I was so vocal about, you know, feeling in tuned or, or being aware of my emotions. And I, you know, at the time I couldn't really, I didn't, I didn't know what that was. I didn't know, like there would be a whole movement of people knowing that therapy is okay. And that, you know, it's, that is energy and people being more attuned to what energy is. I did not know that at the time, but when I was getting, you know, when I was growing up in my teenage years, you know, being passionate was not cool. It was like, why are you, why are you so excited? Like, it's all good. Like, you don't have to be so excited, like relax. And it's like, but this is an exciting moment. Aren't you excited? And it's like, no, chill. Yeah. I'm ex I mean, I'm cool. It's cool. But like you doing too much, you know, and people would be like, you doing too much, you doing too much, you doing too much. And it was like, so I learned how to mute myself. Um, and, you know, oh, I'm so emotional. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like getting teared up, teared up. Um, Because 
it's weird because when you talk about these things, like some things are just coming to the surface that I didn't even know. I'm like, whoa, I'm thinking all this happened when I was in my like adult adult years. But now I'm thinking back and I'm like, wait, I started muting myself when I was a teenager. Um, So you start to mute yourself because, you know, it's not cool to be excited about something that's excitable, you know, or exciting. It's like you're supposed to just chill and just let it happen. And, you know, act like, you know, some I, I, I dated a person before and I remember um, I had got my first booking. I got my first acting job and I was like, I posted on social media. I was like, yeah, I booked it. It was literally like, I mean, hindsight being, you know what it is. It was not a great job, but it was my first job and social media was a thing. And I was like, I booked it. I'm so excited. You know, da 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 da. And the, the person I was dating was like, act like you've been there before. And I was like, but I haven't. Like, why why would I act like this is a normal occurrence for me when it's not? So again, like I've just been told my whole life to mute myself. And I'm sick of that. I'm sick of it. So now I'm telling people to be loud and proud and excited about your accomplishments. And celebrate every victory and celebrate every feeling. Every, if it's good or bad, acknowledge the feeling because if you mute it, it's just going to be repressed and it's going to end up tearing you apart, you know, in some cases, killing people, you know. And so, you know, it's important for me because, and I'm going (laughs) to, I promise I'm going to finish. It's important for me because I had two bouts with depression. And I just wouldn't wish that on anyone. What I went through mentally during those bouts with depression, I don't want anyone experiencing that. No one. And so for me, going outward is how almost I help heal myself and talking to people who are also gone through it and sharing my testimony because people think that everything is all peaches and cream because I am often very excited and I am smiling all the time. And it's not all peaches and cream. And I need people to know, like, even if it's not, we can get through this. <laughs> so that's why I started just being more vocal about it, because, you know, I'm, I'm and I'm still cool and I'm still cool. I'm still that girl that does not make me uncool because I'm like, you know, I don't really want to, you know, I don't want to really want to go outside today. Come on, man. You need to go to this party, man. What's up? You don't want to come? It's going to be fun. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I don't really want to go. Why? What's wrong? Is something wrong? No, I'm honoring the way I feel. And the way I feel right now is like I want to be alone. Thank you for sharing all of that. Can you talk a little bit about depression? How'd you get through it? Um, well, the first the first bout, um, my best friend who is a therapist, what another blessing. <laughs> my 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 best friend at the time, of course, I was I was struggling in Los Angeles. I had no friends. I had no money. I did not know how I was going to pay my rent, you know, um, because that's just the way it is, out, you know, in Los Angeles. It's, it's a very expensive city. And, you know, people come here to pursue a dream. And um, I yeah, I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't I didn't have anyone to to advise me, no one in my family or none of my friends had ever done anything like this before, had never, you know, pursued something so far away. Um, and, um, and I mean that physically, mentally, emotionally, you know, um, I, 
you know, if you want to be a doctor, there are other doctors you can call on, right? If you want to be a movie star, I can't pick up the phone and call Viola Davis and say, hey, how'd you do this? You know, I can't do that. So, um, you know, I just was lost. I didn't know. I didn't know what to do. You know, I was making, honestly, frankly, making bad decisions. I was just like, you know, um, going out all, all the time and, 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 you know, just drowning my worries, like drowning, drowning myself, you know, so that I don't have to think about how I'm going to pay my bills. Um, I was eating top, uh, is it top ramen? Well, I haven't had it in a while. Wow. Um, That's a, that's a gift. Um, I was eating ramen (laughs) every night and Cheerios. I lived on ramen and Cheerios and I was talking to Sky recently. I would, I would go buy a big rotisserie from Ralph's and I would, it was a $5.99 and I would go buy a rotisserie and I would eat, my balanced meal was Cheerios for breakfast, ramen for lunch, and a piece of the rotisserie for dinner. And that would last me for a week because, I mean, that was like a $10, a $10 week as far as food goes. So, and, um, yeah, it was just really sad. And my best friend was like, you know, I I didn't, I didn't want to be here anymore. (laughs) Um, and so, mm, my best friend, she like flew me to her city and took all my devices, took social media away from me. Um, I do love social media. I've always loved it. I thought of it. I think it's great. Um, but at the time it was not, it was my enemy. It was not my friend because what I was doing was I was going on social media and comparing my life to other people. Um, I was going on social media and seeing all my friends, you know, um, you know, start a family or, um, you know, get more degrees or buy a house or get married or, you know, all these things or, or even, or even the simple things, go see their mom, go see their dad. I couldn't even do that because I'm three miles, 3000 miles away from my family. So even I would get jealous of my family members because if someone had a birthday party, everyone was there, but me. Um, and so she flew me there, took all my devices away, um, made sure I wasn't online, made sure I wasn't on my laptop, made sure I wasn't on my cell phone or anything like that. And she um, and she would come she would come home from work and she would say, what when I you know, when I get back from work, I want you to have all these things. I want you to have a list of all the things that you have accomplished, all the things that, you know, make you happy, all the all the things that I could kind of tap into right now, because every time I thought about the future, it would make me even more depressed because it was so far away. It was like, I can't even wake up happy. So how am I going to think about having $200 in the bank? I have nothing in my account. How am I going to, I can't even think about, you know, getting my first acting job because I, I can't even pay for acting class. I can't even, I don't even have an agent. Like there were just so many things that I just was like, you know, it's almost like you can't even get to the first, you can't even get to the next step because in the, in the current step, you're miserable. So she just kind of like taught me how to pour life into myself and kind of encourage myself. And she was like, well, what, what are the things you have done? That's right. You got a degree. Yes. You went to graduate school. Yes. You know, your parents are proud of you. You have a family that loves you. You have, I had to start thinking about all the good things because I was so consumed with all the bad things and, and they weren't even bad. They were just, you know, in my perspective, 
I felt like they were bad, but she was like, yeah, so let's talk about the good things. You woke up this morning. You live in, you're in Florida right now. The sun is shining. Look at the palm trees. You could go outside. Like it was just all these good things. I was like, yeah. And I just started gradually being like, yeah, I want to go outside. I'm going to go for a walk. Starting to get some sunlight, started to get some vitamin D. And you just started you're like, yeah, well, well, what music do you like to listen to? Why don't we listen to some music that makes you feel good? Yeah, let's turn on some Beyonce. Let's turn on some, you know. And so she really, really, her name is Jessica uh, Newby. Um, and, you know, we've been friends since I was 13. And she just really taught me how to come out of it, how to just focus on the present. That's what I always tell people. Focus on the present, because if you think about the future, it's going to take you down. <laughs> you got to focus on the present. What's good right now? What's good right now? Don't even think about the past unless you need it to focus on the present. Um, so, yeah, that's how I got out of the first one. Um, and the second one, um, that was a little bit more difficult because I was in kind of a toxic relationship. And it was harder because I wasn't alone. So I was kind of trying to come out of it with someone who was still in it and kind of enjoy being in it. Um, that was that one was a little bit harder. I had to I mean, that's a, it took like two years for that one because of the relationship that I was tied to and realizing in that time that we were we were just so we had we were practiced in being toxic together. So it felt weird to not be. I don't know if that makes any sense, but it's like it does. It felt weird to not be toxic with a person, and it almost felt comfortable because I would hang out with my friends, and their lives were super like normal and great. And I was like, uh, I'm not there yet, so I'm gonna go back to my like toxic shell where we're gonna be miserable together, you know. And and at least I'm comfortable here. So um, and it, it just wasn't until again. <laughs> Again, you know, my friends and family, you know, kind of came to they not kind of they came to my rescue. I mean, they have be t- been telling me the whole time, like, you need to get out of this thing. You got to leave this person. You have to get out of this thing. You have to get out of this thing. You have to get out. And I'm not entirely sure what the glimmer of hope was. I'm, I'm sure after this conversation, um, I'm going to I'm going to realize what that glimmer of hope was. But it. I, I just remember being like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, I'm sick of my own mess. So I just, I think I just got tired of my own mess. Oh, this is what happened. Okay, I got it. (laughs) I used to coach, uh, I used to do self-tapes for people. Um, That was like my, I used to do that before I became an actress. I would coach people because by this time I had already done a couple roles. I had already, you know, but, you know, business was slow. I wasn't booking anymore. And I had the skills because I had gone to all these acting courses and I had studied. So I started coaching, you know, kids, people who are beginners and trying to teach them, you know, how to how to like mitigate, you know, um, you know, acting and self-taping and all that stuff. And so I started teaching these 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 it was kids and adults actually how to do self tapes and how to, you know, book work. And everyone started booking work. Everyone started booking work. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you my, my resume, I, I probably still have the the Instagram, but I would just post everyone. I was so proud of them. Cause I'm like, yes, you booked it. And I helped you with that. I'm proud of that. And then, and then I was like, wait, why am I not booking work? <laughs> I was like, hold on a minute. And I really had to say, well, well wait, 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 wait a minute wait a minute, I'm happy for you. But also I haven't booked anything and I've helped 
so many people book work. Um, and then lo and behold, I said, oh, I'm sick of this. I said, I have to figure out what is my problem and why I'm not booking work. And the truth was, I didn't feel self-worth. I felt like everyone was worthy of, of, of working. And I felt like I wasn't. I felt like everyone I had worked with had a gift and I believed in them and they had potential and I was able to pour into them. And I was able to like say, you got this. I'm proud of you. Like you can do this thing. Okay. Try it like this. Okay. Let's play. Let's do this. But when it came to my own work, I was hard on myself. I was very hard on myself. I did not, I did not trust the instincts that I was teaching people to, to, to do. I wasn't trusting the gifts that, that I was telling people that they had. Um, I wasn't trusting my own gifts. And so I do remember that. I remember that switch where I was like, hold on, I got to start believing in myself because I, 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 don't, I don't believe in myself. Because at, by this point, I, I do remember my friends telling me to get out of the relationship, get out of the relationship. I wasn't listening. I wasn't. I wasn't. You don't understand. You don't understand what we have. Every relationship isn't perfect. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I can tell you right now that is a lie because I am so happy in my relationship right now. <laughs> well, we're glad to hear that. And I think that happens a lot there. Sometimes we cheer other people on to the point that we then forget to cheer ourselves on. What do you do now to make sure that you do cheer yourself on and you give yourself credit? Oh, I'm my number one fan. I I am my number one fan. I am like premium gas. Like you got this. You that girl, like I I know how I know what to do now. I'm well versed in how to make you know myself feel better. I'm like turning on my music. I'm listening to my affirmations. I'm falling asleep with my sleep consciousness. I'm meditating. I'm praying. I'm reading books. I just read um, Don Miguel's Mastery of Love book. Like I know how to keep myself at at a high vibration. You know, um, I know how to. I'm just practiced at it now. And I, and I, and I don't, I believe that I went through all those things so that I can stay steady and be practiced in this because in this industry in life, forget this industry in life, life throws all these things at you. And, and frankly, it's life that really is this right now. <laughs> it, my career is fantastic. I'm so, so grateful for it. But it's, it's the mastery of life and how to function in a space where you don't have control, you know? And I think that's another thing that, you know, in my experience, um, you know, I, it's like I wanted control. I wanted to control the outcome. Oh, I did this right. 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 Why is the outcome not what I want it to be? Because that's not, it's not, I don't have control of that. I can only control the things I can control. So, um yeah, that's where I'm at now. Like I, I do all the things. I do all the things. I work out. I make sure I eat the things that feed my body. Um, I, I, I do all those things. Everything that makes me vibrate higher, I do it. If I, you know, if I have to honor myself and say I can't be around people right now, I do it at the expense of sometimes friendships because people are like. Well, why couldn't you come to my birthday party? This is the third time in a row you couldn't make it. I'm sorry. It just so happens that your birthday party is always after the holidays. After the holidays, I need to recharge by myself. Thank you, ma'am. And then that, you know, if that's going to affect our friendship, I don't know what to tell you. If you can't understand that, I don't know what to tell you, you know, and it's, it's, it, I can't, I can't allow the boundaries to be crossed because, 
um, because of of someone's feelings about something that is not going to matter in five years. A party, you know, (laughs) we have so many things that we can celebrate and that we do celebrate together. And, you know, it's it's just it's it's interesting. And it's been interesting going on this journey because friendships have been lost, you know, and relationships have been affected. And, you know, I'm very communicative, as I said before. So I, I have no problem saying, hey, this is the deal. Like I went on three trips already and you're asking me about a birthday trip next month. I can't add that to my schedule. I got work. I got all kinds of other things. A friend called me um, recently and was like, hey, you know, I feel like we used to hang out a lot more and we don't anymore. I said, hey, I, I, I have other responsibilities. I'm a fiance now, you know, and it's not that I'm abandoning you, but I have added something else to my already stacked plate. So we can try to work things out when we can, but I would appreciate grace because if you're cir- when your circumstance change, I'm going to give you the same grace. I'm going to honor you. When you go through something, I give you the grace that you need. But people, people don't want to give grace because they, they make it about them. And it's not. It's not about you. It, it's, it's about us being on our own individual journeys. And when we can come together in a space that's organic and beautiful, then let's do that. But when it's coming from a place of control and manipulation and I just, you know, I thought we were friends and we're not friends anymore because friendship means we meet every Sunday at 12 o'clock at the brunch spot we used to 10 years ago. That's not how this works. <laughs> That's not how that works. Like, And so I, I like that you talked about not just setting boundaries, but also about the importance of giving people grace. But it's OK to ask other people to give you grace, too. Yeah, 100 percent. So when you were mentioning some of the other things that you do to take care of yourself, something you said is affirmations. We know that Sky said he listens to affirmations at bedtime. What do you specifically do when it comes to affirmations? Um, I Well, I listen to them so that they can go into my subconscious. Unless I'm feeling really down, then I scream, scream them to the top of my lungs. Um, I've started to listen to a particular... Um, actually, I want to I share this with your viewers. Um, because I discovered them and it's a very melodic, um, it's a very melodic YouTube um, affirmation and it, it's, it's, it's music and it's by this group called, um, here it is, here it is, by Beautiful Chorus. And the way they sing it is, my love is your love. Like they're just, it's very melodic and I just turned that on and it's like my new playlist because it's it, I'm still listening to music, but it's pouring into me positively. So um, and what people for me anyway, all music is affirmations because it's going into sub- your subconscious. And the more I become aware, like I listen to the music that I was like, if I listen to something that I used to like really like bump, like, <laughs> you know, 10 years ago, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. No wonder I was feeling down like that was bad music like it was making me feel down it was talking negatively about self it was talking about sadness and depression and you know and you know sadness gives you a dopamine rush like everything else trauma gives you a dopamine rush like everything else and so it's time you know it's I had to start getting addicted to the good dopamine rush not the bad dopamine rush so um, I, I listen to it as often as I can. Um, I've, I've tried recently to just 
not have music on in the car and not have music on in the shower because I feel like that's when everything comes to me. I feel like that's when God speaks to me. Um, but when I'm doing chores, that's my favorite time to listen to my affirmation music. Um, and, and, and it doesn't, you know, I think sometimes I freak people out when I'm like, you got to download a new song and a new playlist. Like Beyonce is positive affirmations when you're listening to, it feels so good to be alive. Like she, you know, she's has a song called, it feels so good to be alive. Um, I couldn't hit that note cause I need to drink water, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but um the the song says it feels so good to be alive got all my family by my side you know dj Khaled has some great songs that are positive affirmations i'm blessed um so you know i don't i don't think that affirmations have to be have to be this special you know song or tune that you have to search for and seek out like it, we hear it all the time. We hear it in our music all the time. Um, and until you're practice and keeping your elevations high and until you're practice and keeping, and it doesn't have to be high, but not low, you know, we're not always on a high, right? But if we, if, until you're practice and keeping your elevation steady, it, it, to me, I feel like you have to only listen to good feeling music, good things, things that make you want to dance, things that make you want to you know, say good things about yourself. So I think positive affirmations are essential and I listen to them all the time, all the time. There's so much research about music too. And there's evidence that will show sometimes we're in a sad mood, if we're feeling down, we're feeling depressed. We listen to music that keeps us in that state. And you have to be proactive about finding positive music, even when you don't necessarily feel like listening to it because it can shift your emotional state after you listen to it for a while. Another thing you mentioned was meditation. A lot of our listeners will say, I'm interested in meditation, but I don't really get it. I don't know what to do or how to do it or what I'm supposed to be doing when I meditate. How did you learn about it? Um, depression. <laughs> depression has taught me everything. <laughs> um, uh, I, I learned about it. Um, I have a friend, Victoria Sanders, who um, she started practicing um, meditation. And I was one of those people. I was like, I don't get it. Like, you know, again, addicted to the dopamine rush of stress, addicted to the dopamine rush of, uh, you know, sounds and noise and noise. Really. I was just, you're, you're, you know, in 2022, we're all addicted to noise. You know, we just, what are you watching on TV? What are you watching on? You know, and I love, that's my favorite type of noise. Okay. You know, it's my medium. So I love it. Um, um, but as much noise as we hear, we have to hear the silence. We have to listen to the silence, right? We have to listen to the voice, the, the voice that's inside so that we can make decisions so that we can be more attuned and more in alignment with source. Um, I feel like the noise now is so loud and it's it's peer pressure all over again. It's peer pressure times a hundred thousand trillion percent. Because when you when I was in school, I didn't have social media. When I was in school, you only had three people telling you what's cool and what to do and what to wear and and how to be and what not to do and da 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 da. Now people have seven billion people influencing their decisions, influencing their ears and their brain and um and their thoughts. 
So meditation is essential because you have to silence your thoughts to really hear what's true, what's true to you, what's inside you. I call it my God voice. Um, you know, people say, you know, source alignment universe, but it's, it's something that has been practiced for centuries now. It's an ancient practice and it works. And it, there is a way to operate in this society and still practice this ancient practice. Um, and I, I have finally learned how to do that. Um, it started with practicing how to do it for, you know, 10 seconds, because I mean, Try to silence your mind for 10 seconds. It's so hard, right? <laughs> but right. you have to start somewhere, right? So let's start. Okay, let's silence our mind for five seconds. That wasn't so bad. And then you try 10 seconds. And then that's not so bad. And then you try one minute. And then that's not so bad. And then you try five. And so I try to teach people to start small, you know, just, just start small. And then you start realizing, wow, I literally just sat for 20 minutes and and listen to my God voice and didn't think about, you know, oh, I got to put gas in the car. I have to order groceries. I have to do all these things. You, you did, you don't think about those things. So before you know it, you're, you're, you're sitting for an hour and you're, you're hearing your God voice, you know, or maybe you don't need an hour. Maybe you need 10 minutes every day. Maybe you need, you know, you know, so whatever people need for them, I, I think, I think meditation is the easiest practice because you don't have to go to a temple. You don't have to go to, you don't have to buy anything. You don't need any special garment. You don't need uh, any tool. You don't need anything. It literally, you just sit. So I really try to, I want to say teach, but I don't even want to say that. I, I try to, I try to walk in the practice so that people, I can lead by example because I find that when I try to tell people what to do, when I try to teach people what to do, when I try to persuade people what to do, they don't, they do the opposite just, just for the heck of it. They're just like, yeah, no, I'm going to go this way just because you told me to do it. <laughs> Something we talk about on this podcast often is when we give people advice, we tell them what to do. They do tend to go in the opposite direction. One last question for you. Something I've heard you talk about is about making sure that you're not stretched too thin. What's your advice for people who maybe feel like they're stretched too thin, they're overwhelmed, and they don't know what to do uh, or where to get started? Take everything off your plate and say no for a week straight. That's, oh, the, that's that. the quickest way to relieve yourself of stress. Literally take everything off your plate. Call everyone and say, hi, I'm a little overwhelmed. I won't be able to make it tomorrow. Hi, I'm sorry. I have to push this appointment. Hi. I mean, you don't have to say, say details. I mean, the, uh, the, I, I talked to my publicist. Bailey knows. I called my publicist. I said, hey, I won't, I won't be ready by Friday. I need us to push this for a week and a half. Yeah? Oh, okay, cool. It's no problem. Most people are so understanding. Um, and it's never an issue. The people that you do want to kind of be upfront with, be upfront with them. Like, hey, I'm a little overwhelmed. If you could just like give me grace uh, for like a week. I can get back to you on this. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. I didn't send the email. I, I need like a week. I'm 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 kind of going through something. Everyone understands because why? Everyone has gone through something. And then for that week, you say no to every freaking thing you can. Everything. If someone says, let's go to brunch. No, thank you. I appreciate it. Let's let's try next month. Um, 
hey, do you um can I come over, watch a movie? No, no, thank you. Um, let's let's can we do something next week? I think I think uh next Friday would be better for me. Is that okay? Most people are like, Yeah, sure. Yeah, no problem. Okay. And if they're not like that, then that lets you know what type of person that is in your life, right? So right. um the way people respond when you say no, um, is 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 how how you really know their place, you know, how, where you are in their life and where they are in your life. Um, you know, and obviously I'm not saying call everyone and say, hell no, I ain't going, you know, <laughs> I just mean, right. you know, you know, you know, say it with, with grace and kindness again, but you know, people have to understand that like, I, I am, I, People, someone asked me, who is the most important, my financial advisor, actually, because we were coming up with a financial plan. And he was like, who is the most important person to you? I said, me. I am the most important person to me. Because if I don't take care of me, I can't take care of my future husband. I can't take care of my future kids. I can't take care of my mom, my grandma, my sister, all the people in my life who I love. I can't take care of them. The future doesn't exist because I will ruin it. I will literally sabotage it. There is no future. Um, and I've been there before, so I know that to be true. Um, so the most important person to you has to be you. Um, and, and people have to understand that. Great advice. Put yourself first and as an experiment for a whole week, turn down things that you might normally push yourself to do, even though you don't feel like it and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm telling you, I... I really hope, like, I want your viewers to, like, hit me back and let me know if they try it or, like, comment and let me, like, I want to know, like, if someone actually tries it, like, how they feel, how, if, if they feel better, you know? I do. I always do. <laughs> I'm like, well, let's do oh, that then. Super so fresh. I will... I will share your social media handles, Instagram. Okay, if I yeah, let, I really want to know. I'm, I'm so I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I'll, I'll link to your Instagram handle and I want to know too. So I hope they'll share with me. I'm super proactive, proactive on social media. I love it. Um, that is, I feel like, you know, my platform to share my testimony and, and help others. Um, people are like, why do you love social media so much? I'm like, because it's the way that I can help people. Like, this is what people are are doing. I can't, I can't say, Hey everyone, I have some advice. I can't go yell out and talk to people that way. So if people are coming to my social media, I want them to leave with a, a piece of something, wisdom, entertainment, um, anything, um, knowledge or anything. Um, so I, I'm super proactive on social media. Tell your, yeah, tell the people who are, you know, viewing this, they hit me up, let me know if it works because it's a vacation without actually having to leave. It's a cost-free vacation. It's a free vacation. Thank me later. <laughs> absolutely well kj smith thank you so much for being on the very well mind podcast oh uh, this was so much fun thank you so much i, I talk so much i'm so sorry <laughs> that was all great i appreciate all the things that you said so much and i know our audience is gonna love it too so thank you thank you so much have a great day thank you you as well welcome to the therapist take this is a part of the show where i'll break down kj's mental strength building strategies and share how you can apply them to your own life here are three of KJ's strategies that I highly recommend. Number one, feel your emotions. I like that KJ talked a lot about feelings and allowing herself to experience a wide variety of emotions. Quite often, people say things like, 
I shouldn't feel this bad about this or I shouldn't be so anxious right now. But your feelings aren't wrong. Whatever you feel is okay. And judging yourself for those feelings only makes things worse. You also don't have to believe other people who try to talk you out of your feelings. People who are uncomfortable with their own feelings might tell you not to get so upset or not to get so excited about something. But just like KJ said, you don't have to allow other people to mute you. Acknowledge and experience all your emotions, even when they're uncomfortable. You can reach for healthy coping skills to deal with them or to manage them, but don't try to talk yourself out of feeling a certain way. Number two, get proactive about what you allow into your life. Your environment has a huge impact on your mental strength. So I love that KJ talked about filling her mind with positive music and positive affirmations and setting boundaries when she needs to take care of herself. It's easy to be too passive about the things we fill our lives with. Everything from the TV shows that you keep on in the background to the people that you spend time with might stem from habits. You likely do the same things every day without really thinking about how those things are impacting your mind. Get proactive about adding some healthy and positive things and people into your life. Listen to podcasts like this one, watch TV shows that are good for you, read books that inspire you, and spend time with good people. And number three, create positive content on social media. I hear a lot of people talk about the toll social media takes on their emotional well-being. And that can be true. If you're mindlessly scrolling through social media or you're constantly reading negative news, it will affect your mental health. Your mental health will also be affected if you're fixated on how many followers you have or how many people like your content. That's why I appreciated that KJ said she creates positive content on purpose. She wants to spread positive vibes into the world. It helps her worry less about what other people are posting and whether people like her stuff. Instead, she's focused on creating something that might help someone else. I love the idea of putting positive vibes into the world, and social media is a great way to do that. It can be good for your mental health and the mental health of the people who follow you. That doesn't mean, though, that you can't ever share that you're going through a tough time or you can't talk about your struggles. But what it does mean that you can benefit from also talking about all the good things going on in your life and the lessons that you're learning along the way. So those are three of KJ's strategies that I highly recommend. Feel your emotions, get proactive about what you allow into your life, and put some positive vibes out there into the world on social media. If you want to hear more from KJ, follow her on Instagram. Her Instagram handle is KJSmithOfficial. Thank you for listening to the Very Well Mind Podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share the episode with your friends and family and leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about the Very Well Mind Podcast, you can head to verywellmind.com slash podcasts.